You're listening to the HFO Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. Apartment owners who need to know trust HFO, the leading source for multifamily information in Oregon and Washington. Welcome back to HFO's Multifamily Market Watch Podcast. It's Monday, November 14th, 2022. I'm Mike Pierce, HFO Research Analyst. The big stories from this past week. Is the multifamily construction boom fading? Fannie and Freddie buy fewer multifamily loans as property sales fall. Voters say yes to affordable housing across the country. And apartment sales in a brisk third quarter for Portland, Oregon. HFO's podcasts are sponsored by the firm J.R. Johnson, offering restoration and emergency repair work for multifamily properties. HFO is your leading multifamily real estate firm in Oregon and Washington. Now, on to our news briefing. With mortgage rates hovering around 7% and home prices still at record highs, buyers across America are calling off the housing hunt and finding multifamily apartments. Some of these would-be buyers are renting apartments until mortgage rates markedly improve. It could be a while, though. The number of renters who can even afford to buy a home at the national median list price of $425,000 compared to a year ago is down 15%, according to the National Association of Realtors. With more and more potential buyers remaining renters due to high borrowing costs, and younger millennials and Gen Z starting to venture out from their childhood homes, a logjam of renters has emerged. In response, multifamily construction has skyrocketed over the last year, hitting a historic high of 841,000 units under construction nationwide in June of this year. In September, the number of multifamily housing starts rose 16.5% year-over-year to a seasonally adjusted rate of 530,000. In addition, the number of multifamily permits pulled rose 25.5% year-over-year to a rate of 644,000. Despite this uptick in construction, multifamily builders likely won't be making much of a dent in the overall housing shortage over the next year or two. Those same interest rates pushing would-be homebuyers to the sidelines are also hurting developers. Although the number of multifamily permits pulled has continued to rise and rents have elevated, the number of multifamily units authorized but not yet started has also increased, jumped 33.3% year-over-year to a seasonally adjusted rate of 144,000. Industry professionals expect that this trend will only worsen, which is not good news for the estimated 4.3 million more multifamily units needed by 2035. While this slowdown in construction is certainly not something builders and developers want to see, conditions are improving for prospective renters. The National Multifamily Housing Council's Market Tightness Index came in at a reading of 20 for the third quarter of 2022, well below the break-even point of 50, indicating looser market conditions for the first time in six quarters. The physical apartment market is also starting to normalize after six consecutive quarters of tightening conditions, with the majority of survey respondents reporting higher vacancy and lower rent growth compared to the three months prior. Government lenders Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac bought fewer multifamily loans in the third quarter, a sign that higher interest rates are curbing investor demand for buying apartments. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac reported lower multifamily business volume compared to last year's apartment sales slow, and they prepare for potential credit loss. Loan buying has fallen off for both lenders this year because of higher interest rates. Fannie Mae, which buys loans from larger banks, said multifamily volume fell to $15.9 billion from $18.7 billion in the second quarter and from $16.4 billion earlier in the year. Most of the loans involved workforce and affordable housing units. Fannie Mae's loan purchases increased in the second quarter after a drop of the first quarter, reflecting a surge in apartment buying as interest rates began to rise following the Federal Reserve's initial rate hike that have continued throughout the year in an attempt to tame inflation. Revenue was up 9% to $1.22 billion in the third quarter for Fannie Mae's multifamily business compared to only a year ago, 
largely because of high guarantee fees and interest rate increases. Fannie Mae said average debt in the deal dropped to 60% in the third quarter compared to 65% last year, showing investors have had to put more equity into purchases. Fannie Mae lowered its outlook for loan volume in multifamily sector this year because of market conditions. It is expected that multifamily mortgage market originations for 2022 will be between $400 billion and $430 billion, which is down from $475 billion the lender estimated at the start of the year. Meanwhile, Freddie Mac, which buys loans from smaller banks, bought $14 billion in multifamily loans in the third quarter, slightly down from $15 billion in the second quarter, and a drop from $18 billion from the fourth quarter of last year. Revenue from Freddie Mac's multifamily business decreased to $760 million for the quarter, compared to nearly $1.3 billion a year ago. Like Fannie Mae, most of Freddie Mac's new business was from loans involving affordable rental housing. Voters throughout the U.S. cast their ballots for or against proposals that could directly shape the affordable housing in their communities. The measures included providing new funding for construction or purchase of houses and additional protection for renters. While not every measure passed, many did, collectively unlocking billions of dollars for new housing nationwide. The list includes Colorado, Berkeley, California, San Francisco, Oakland, Charlotte, North Carolina, Austin, Texas, Columbus, Ohio, Palm Beach, Florida, and Kansas City, Missouri. In 2020, voters in Greater Portland approved a measure to raise money for supportive housing services for people experiencing homelessness. The tax went into effect in January 1st, 2021, and it is partially funded by a 1% income tax. Just last week, the City Council of Portland approved a proposal to ban homeless camping in the city. The plan would create city-sanctioned camping sites, then enforce a ban on people camping elsewhere on sidewalks, parks, and other public areas. The goal obviously being trying to move those people who are unhoused into permanent housing. That could be a challenge. It was reported last month by local news channel KION that the waiting list can be up to five years. It has been a bumper final quarter for the year so far for the Portland area, where factors including tight housing supply have combined to draw investors to the market, especially the suburbs ringing the city center. With the fourth quarter less than half over, apartment sales in the greater Portland area have totaled $649.7 million, already ahead of the third quarter, which saw just $531 million in sales and is on track to potentially meet or succeed the sales volume of the second quarter, one of the strongest in years, which totaled $1.2 billion. All told, year-to-date sales for 2022 stands at $2.9 billion, the second strongest of any year in the last five, trailed only by the incredible year of 2021. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a new edition of Multifamily Market Watch. Be sure to check out our most recent HFO TV interviews. We have an interview with Urban Development Plus Partner COO Sarah Zahn, discussing financing affordable housing versus private deals and market diversity. HFO TV interviews are available on our website or our YouTube channel. You can always stay up to date on multifamily news throughout the week by visiting or subscribing to the Northwest Apartment Investor blog, available on our website. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Stay in the know with HFO. Listen to podcasts, read the latest news, or watch exclusive HFO TV interviews. Connect to our blog, podcasts, or video interviews directly from our website at hfore.com.